Welcome everyone to the Holstein House Podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Good Tuesday morning, all y'all. How's it going? How was your weekend? Did the cold and the rain get to you? Or did you have decent weather? It was kind of rainy here and chilly. It was so cold one evening that... I actually had to close the window. <laughs> oh, good morning. I'm Robin Holstein, and this is the Holstein House broadcast. It's Tuesday, October the 16th, 2023, and this is episode 107 of the Holstein House broadcast, answering questions on hosting a B&B from your home, your pantry, food preparation and storage questions and more. Today, we're going to talk um, a little about a little bit about holiday prep, meal prep, um, current events, and a little bit of fun stuff too. So I hope you'll hang around to the end and I hope uh, I hope we provide you with some good information today. So let's just jump right in. Now be sure and say hello uh, in the comments or in the live chat. Uh, so that we know that you're here and that you're watching. And if you're watching on replay, you can you can put the word replay in there. That'll help too. give me an idea of who all's out there catching up after the fact. I do that a lot with a lot of podcasts. I, I just can't be there when they're live streaming and I'll go back and um, and watch a replay. And somewhere, somehow, whether it's in a Telegram group or it's in the comments or it's somewhere else, I will let them know that, hey, I did watch it. So was glad to see it, glad to hear it, good information, bad information, man, you really need to fix something, you know, just uh, love to get some feedback, love to get some feedback. So, oops, let me do that so I can see who all's out there. If you are out there this morning, we are live streaming uh, to YouTube and we're live streaming to our Facebook page, the Holstein House Facebook page, and we are live streaming to Rumble this morning. So I hope everyone will take a minute to say hello. And let me do that too. Uh, so we'll get right started right off this morning. Um, talk a little bit about uh, around what's going on around the house here at the Holstein House. And uh, we... Um, we do have a, uh, a guest coming up on Saturday and uh, she is going to be uh, doing a workshop at the John Q. Dickinson Salt Works. Uh, they have the, the family, the heirs of the John Q. Dickinson uh, family have reopened the Salt Works at Malden, West Virginia, which is oh, about five miles uh, east or no west. Sorry. I'm five miles east, uh, west of me on U.S. Route 60. It is the scenic route through West Virginia. And they opened that many, many years ago. And they've done some wonderful things there. They have weddings and they have events and they have tours and stuff of the old salt works. Now there's a little bit of, you know, 
mixed history there because the salt works were active during a period of time when slavery was uh, accepted in most of the United States. And uh, there were some slaves used at the salt works. But of course, West Virginia, when we separated from Virginia, we separated to support the North. We separated and supported anti-slavery. So uh, that was taken care of there. And uh, But there were a lot of other people. I have uh, in my gene pool on my mother's father's side, a lot of folks, a lot of family that worked at the salt works at the turn of the 1800s to the early 1900s. Uh, down in there so there it was it's been this valley the canola valley and this part of the valley has been um, very active in industry for a long long time not just with the salt works that used to go up and down the canola river here but uh, the coal mines extractive industries and even the chemical industry ei dupont has a plant well it's not ei dupont anymore but ei dupont uh, built a plant what is that about four no three and a half miles it depends plant itself is about a mile in size so when you get to the easternmost border it's probably two and a half miles from me so it's um it's been in my one of my grandparents well both of my grandfathers um retired retired from there doing different jobs doing different jobs but uh, so it's good she's coming down our guest is coming down from um fatville in uh, up near the uh, New River Gorge National Park, and she's going to teach a salt rising bread workshop. I thought that sounded really interesting. I can't wait to talk to her a little more about it. She needs a sous vide to be plugged in and was asking specifically if she could, could even though checkout was at nine, could she stay? And this is why. And I said, yeah, it's okay. Because I don't have anybody coming in behind her. I use the I use the day after to make sure I get the rooms clean and, and sanitized and stuff. So we're good there. I uh, I'm anxious to see. I, I haven't uh, I haven't seen this particular uh, method that I know of, unless it's called something else uh, to uh, to do bread with. So I don't use a sous vide for mine. It just seems to me like a little unnecessary. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm anxious. I'm anxious to see her. So I'm going to have to bust my uh, little tail or my big tail, however you want to <laughs> categorize it, to get things ready. Not that the room's not ready, but I have the house is slacked off because of, of some other obligations that I've had. And I need to get it all tidied up and tucked in. We have officially closed the quick camp for the winter and we'll be looking to to consider how we're going to approach that in the spring. I still want to give it a go. I still want to have it as an option for some folks to come and just kind of, you know, if they're camping and they just want a spot to camp and the guest room's not available, that that would be an option for them. Um, I'm, I'm really, really wanting to get that uh, kicked off a little a little better and hopefully we'll get some good ideas and some good marketing and get that out for the spring. Haven't heard any more about AirBTC, so don't have any updates for that. Do, 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 do. Uh, miscellaneous, I, well, miscellaneous, there's a lot of miscellaneous. I've had a lot of stuff to take care of for my dad in the past, um, well, it's really been more than a week, but in the past seven days or so, it's really been, um, I've really been working on that. I spent a lot of time yesterday, um, and this is something that if you're, of a certain age, <laughs> well, not I guess not necessarily even a certain age, but a certain chapter of your life. 
that um, you may be confronted with. My my mother passed away years ago um, next month, and um, dad's health is fair, but if you've been following along, you know he's had a lot of issues with his back. He's not getting around much because of his back. We do have an appointment tomorrow with the specialist for a consult on that, so I'll be taking him over there. But um, trying to uh, trying to get his finances aligned back out, they've kind of gotten away from him. Um, and I have spent time with some of the utilities and, and some of the, um, oh, well, our internet service in this area, there's a couple of options, but the better of them is uh, Optimum. I'm not necessarily saying a whole lot. I mean, when you only have the choice of a couple of bad things. <laughs> anyway, so um, dad's been paying Optimum um, about $128 a month for internet service. And my dad does an internet. He's been paying over 200 bucks a month for direct TV service. So my dad's been paying um, close to $300 a month to watch television. And I'm trying to get that straightened out. I do need to, I, I have a durable, and this is, this is one of those life lessons. I have durable power of attorney. And I went to the AT&T store, yes, well, I went to a branch store at a local mall on Saturday and went in and talked to them and said, I need to move my dad's account to my account uh, to reduce his bills. I want to uh, discontinue the DirecTV. Well, you have to go to the corporate store is what they told me. I thought this is so dumb. The corporate store is about... 28, 20, 30 miles away. It's out Southridge. So I did that yesterday. I went out Southridge yesterday and sat down with him. And I said, look, here's the deal. Now, it turns out that his cell phone account was still a mom's name. And I had a copy of her death certificate with me. And I said, she's been gone, but he's continued to pay this bill. And I want to move it over to my account. So we did that, but I had to show them the death certificate. Otherwise, I would have had to have gotten him on the phone or, or gone back home, got him on the phone, had him tell at t it was okay to move the account. So it, that was just dumb. So I said, okay, now I need to, I want to cancel this direct TV. And before I got the words out of my mouth fully, I'm assuming he was the manager because he seemed to be the one in charge, said, um, you can't do that from here. And I said, well, I have, and I showed him a copy. I said, I have durable power of attorney. I can take care of his finances. Oh, well, but what you'd have to do is you'd have to fax it to AT&T at whatever address. I don't know, whatever. And they would have to verify it. And I'm thinking, verify what? What are you actually verifying? Who are you calling to verify a durable power of attorney? So, he said, then you'd have to wait for them to verify it before they'll talk to you. Uh, or you could, if your dad's able to get on the phone, he can tell them they're allowed to talk to you and you can manage it. So this is, this is so, this is so ridiculous. Um, it, it's just really ridiculous to try to, I mean, you know, what's the point of a durable power of attorney if they're going to challenge you on it? Check your ID. 
I said, you don't have a fax machine. You, you can't fax it from here. Oh, we don't have a fax machine. Now it's, it's, it's a high tech store. It's where you go and buy your, your, your tablets and, and your phones and your I, this and I, that and Samsung, something, something other. And they don't have a, a manner. I mean, he said fax machine. You don't really even fax anymore. You scan and upload, right? So he doesn't have a way to use any of his equipment in that store to scan and upload anything while I'm sitting there and can provide him with my ID. I mean, it's just very, very frustrating. So um, I might do I might do a chat one of these days on. Oh, good morning, Mike. I didn't mean to ignore you there, Mike the Filipino nomad. I, uh, I was looking at, at uh, my notes over here. I don't have a screen wide enough to do all that. <laughs> but it's good to see you. Hope you're doing okay down there. But uh, I'm, I think I'm going to do I'm going to do a little more research on uh, power of attorneys and issues and stuff. I may talk about that one of these days, since the winter's coming up and there's not I mean there's not a lot of gardening and stuff that can be done. We might talk about that pretty soon. But it is very very frustrating, and. Um, some of the things that uh, we kind of chatted about in the Telegram group the other day was making sure you have all the proper documentation when you go. When you're dealing with your senior parents, or it doesn't even have to be a senior parent. It can be anyone that you are responsible for or you are um, being responsible for that you're trying to get certain things taken care of. I, I can see a challenge coming. It's a dural it's a dural. It's a durable power of attorney plus medical power of attorney. So according to the law, I should be able to take care of his business without uh, having to have him present. I, I hate the thought of what might have happened if dad was like, you know, in the hospital unconscious or something. Are they not going to let me, you know, take care of his account? I, mean, I can stop paying it. Then they'll sue the estate, I guess. I don't know. But I've also heard that in order to cancel the DirecTV because it's in a contract, I think the guy was telling me that Saturday that they may require me to pay something on the on the rest the remainder of the contract. And at this point, getting rid of an almost two almost two hundred dollar bill is going to be more than enough to to do that. I'm I uh, I'll pay that. I'll pay that to get him out from under that because he he doesn't he, he he doesn't use it. He doesn't use it. Uh, oh, Mike said he had a wonky internet connection. Do you have optimum internet? I've seen people. He, you know that. Um, I don't know if you have it. Have the program. Um, uh, it, down there, Mike, um, called Next Door, N-E-X-T-D-O-O-R. It's kind of like a community app, you know, and you sign up and you talk to your neighbors. It's, it's, it's a Facebook wannabe kind of thing, but you're supposed to connect with your neighbors and stuff. I see a lot of people in the Charleston area griping about Optimum Internet. Now, we have Optimum here. And I do pay for the higher bandwidth, um, but I, it's very rare that I notice anything going on with it. Uh, I don't know if that's because I just don't use the full bandwidth so much. So uh, I, don't, um, I, don't, I don't tend to have too much trouble with it every now and again. 
Now it was carrying on Friday. Was it Friday that I had a big blink in the um, in the broadcast? And I was just about to get my uh, cell phone up for a hotspot, and it uh, it came back. So it I did most of the SRF. I I was a digital pass on SR for the SRF over the weekend, and I was able to stream most of it. Most of it. So I, I didn't have too much trouble. Myself, my own self. So there's not a whole lot going on with um, other projects. I, it's, it's, I'm really kind of bogged down trying to um, clean up uh, some of Dad's accounts and stuff. And, and get make sure that because bills have been partially paid and then overpaid and then not paid and so I'm trying to get all of his bills straightened out there and I've got I've put him on um, what used to be called a budget uh, for his some of his accounts that I can where your 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 uh, annual uh, annual bill for the past 12 months is averaged out to calculate the next 12 months bill and um, I did that with his power bill the other day so we've got him he he had a $700 power bill one day. He told me he, he was having it uh, paid. And once I accessed his account and went back and looked through his statements, because he, he doesn't have all these statements, went back and looked through all of those, he didn't have a $700 electric bill. He had three electric bills that hadn't been paid. And so to avoid termination, he had to pay them. He had to pay $700. This goes into a much bigger issue that I'm not going to get into a lot of right now, but um, if you have um, senior family members, uh, dad's 83, 83, and his mind's not gone, but he never did. My mom always did the bills and stuff, so he has never really done that himself. Um, gently, gently make your way into helping them and, and helping watch their accounts. Uh, I want, you know, I don't want you to barge in because they'll get defensive and um, think, you know, well, you're trying to take over. I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to do that. I want you to gently talk to them about your bills. Make sure that the bills are getting paid on time. Make sure they're able to pay their bills. There are some people, my mother-in-law is one who is on uh, low income for a lot of her things. So she does get some uh, supplemental assistance uh, for low income uh, households. And um, there are there are programs out. They're sometimes hard to find, but once you get that first toe in, you can find out about a lot of projects that are funded. Sometimes, yes, by federal tax dollars and state tax dollars, but a lot of times by traditional um, donations from corporations trying to be a good corporate citizen. Mike says, I don't know if Nextdoor is popular here. Facebook is what everybody mostly uses. Yeah, I mean, um, Facebook's the the big dog. The big dog. But the big dog's getting kind of old. Nextdoor doesn't get me a lot of... Well, I use Nextdoor more for the church stuff. To promote the workshops and stuff for the church. Um, I do see people talk on there. It's... Um, I don't know what that... that um, there was a, a site that was popular. It may still be, for all I know, 
for a little while that um ah good morning hunters good to see you good to see you i hope this show goes a little better for you than the last one because i know last week's show was or last friday show was just a a pooper yeah it, <laughs> it deserved to be in the crapper that one did but um what was the name of that uh online site that all these different cities had um communities listed on them and people would get in there and i mean i would look at some of them and i i'm i'm a um i'm a lurker i guess i'll sign up and um and set an account and then just read i'll spend a lot of time reading uh and never comment and never comment and never comment and then i'll make comment here or there i might spend a few weeks commenting and then decide you know this isn't my my gig so and then move on to the next thing that's what was that oh i'll never remember it but um the city of bell had a group and bell is not where it's the incorporated city close to where i live and man people were trashing people left and right it was awful i darn i can't remember the name of that um but it was uh all of the local uh incorporated cities had a presence there but i don't know if it was uh pre-programmed in the in the website uh, like maybe some kind of zip code thing where it automa automatically populates. But I mean, it was really trash. I, I didn't, I didn't read it much at all. They, I mean, oh, they were just wicked to some people. It was really bad. But uh, so, yeah, if you have, um, if you have someone in your family or even a good friend that is older and maybe struggling, not that they don't, not that they can't, but that that they just don't know. I mean, that was dad. He could pay his his bill. He he ran a welding shop with my grandfather for decades. I mean, um, almost from the time dad got out of high school, my grandfather had this shop, and it was a side gig. That's not what they called it at the time, but it was a side gig. And you know, I mean, Lincoln welders, arc welders. MIG welders, TIG welders, I mean, you name it. When it came out, they had them. And they did good work. And they had a lot of customers. They used to work on aluminum um, tractor-trailer beds and um, repair those after guys would have wrecks and um, steal mine escape doors or mine doors. And they even painted those for a while. That was awful because everything was downwind. <laughs> was this terrible color of yellow. Oh, it was awful. Oh, and of course, you know, dad, dad mechanic and dad had what well, he still does, but he doesn't, he's not able to use them. He had skills and knowledge for all of the trades. I mean, he could plumb, he could carpenter. He, he wasn't a finished carpenter, but he could, he could, you know, build, and he did, he built extensions on our house and, you know, ran the plumbing, ran the electrical work and all that. And I mean, he, he, jack of all trades, master of most, you know, he, he did that. So, um, but he, so he's able, he knows how to do this from the work perspective. And then he didn't have to do it for a long time. And mom took care of the bills for a long time. And I don't know how she paid him, whether she paid him like she's supposed to or not. I don't know. But then when mom passed, you know, he was kind of a fish out of water. He didn't, he really didn't know which bills were due when. And, and, um, 
he uh, ended up he wasn't getting the best advice uh, on those. So I've had to step up my game over there. But I, I still have a lot going on. So um, I, I haven't gotten to everything that I normally would. Uh, so I've not made any progress uh, on the cleaning out the buildings that I need to I need to get to. I guess for now I'm going to keep the twice weekly um, uh, lives. I, I might record a few ahead and post them up instead of them actually being live, but I'm going to try to keep those for a little while yet. With winter coming and things outside slowing down, I anticipate maybe having a little more time than than what I do right now. But um, I'm still wishy-washy on that. And I'm not doing that to to try to um, gin up comments or anything. It's just I'm I'm really struggling with it. I really am. Uh, a little bit of fun. Um, I start, if you want to call this fun, oh my gosh, I, I asked in the um, survival podcast chat um, about books for improving my situational awareness. And I would say, <laughs> I kind of wish I hadn't. I, um, I understand, I know that uh, for me, I have kind of a little bit, on a, I use, I said on a scale of one to 10, I'm probably a two on situational awareness. I've picked up a little bit from around me. I picked up a little bit when, when I was, uh, um, my, my first husband, he was in the service and we were at Fort Hood, Texas. I picked up a little bit there. I've picked up a little comment here, a little comment there, you know, sit here, pay attention to these things. And that's really about it. So I asked in the, um, survival podcast chat um, for two or three recommendations on books for improving my situational awareness. And I got a couple good ones. And so the first one that was recommended, start here, start with the book, The Gift of Fear. And weirdly enough, I already had it on my Kindle and I don't remember ordering it on Kindle but it was there. I had to have because, you know, no, nobody's, it doesn't automatically download. So I thought, okay, I'm going to listen to this audiobook. And I've listened to a bunch of audiobooks. And usually, you know, it takes a better part of a day or something to listen to all of them. You can have your headphones on while you're doing stuff and listen to and get through. The, the, the gift of fear. It, I'm only in the middle of, I don't even think I'm, I don't even think I've gone past chapter two. I don't think I'm in chapter three yet. And I just absolutely lost my mind because these chapters are going almost two hours apiece. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick on my phone just to see the chapters. Light, oh, there's Gift of Fear. Um, open up. Let me see the chapters. It's not showing me the chapters. Why isn't it showing me the chapters? I've already started it. This is crazy. Oh, that's because it's Kindle, not audiobook. Wait a minute. Audible me. Here we go. This is what I'm trying to. I meant to say Audible. I had it on um, on the Kindle as well, and then I, I 
I pulled it down to Audible. I am on chapter three. So the opening credits are 17 seconds. Um, no, 17 minutes. The author, author's notes are 38 minutes. The foreword is 8 minutes, 32 seconds. Chapter 1. <laughs> Chapter 1 is 56 minutes and 21 seconds. And I kept thinking, what's, why isn't this moving along? <laughs> Chapter 2 was 42 minutes, 20 seconds. And I, I'm into chapter three, which is 29 minutes and 44 seconds. Chapter four is 52 minutes. I mean, these are crazy. Chapter nine is an hour and 12 minutes. Chapter 13 is an hour and 10 minutes. I mean, this is, I'm never going to get done with this. And I, I, I know it's supposed to be a really good book and, and all, but I, as an audible, it's kind of a dozer. <laughs> There's a lot of, in my opinion, and and I'm not an expert, it's just a lot of extraneous stuff that's probably, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff that doesn't feel to me like it belongs in there. Like filler. It feels like filler, but... I might be wrong. By the time I get done with it in 2026, <laughs> I might be fine with it. So, uh, but that's, I have started that. And the other one was, um, what was the other one? Let me see if I can find it real quick. I did order it in paperback. Where are my saved? It is left of bang b-a-n-g left of bang so i do have it on order i have not um i haven't received it because i only just ordered it over the weekend and i don't <laughs> i'm gonna look at it and if it's shorter than the gift of fear i'm probably gonna just skip part of the gift of fear and just read left of bang <laughs> it's it's just intense. It really is. But I mean, I it's I need it. I I understand. I need I need to be more aware. I I have heard all my life about be, paying attention to your surroundings, pay attention, but I don't know what to pay attention for. What am I looking for? Now, so far in the gift of fear, he's talked about um, paying attention to your gut feelings and you're you're you know more than you really do you we have started to dismiss a lot of our um gut feelings or our intuitions uh, if you're if you're getting ready to get on an elevator and there's a guy in the elevator and and you feel that little and eh, maybe not d don't and don't be apologetic for it because you're and I, I didn't think about it this way but it's i mean it is it's a soundproof steel box, you know, and you're getting in with a stranger. And if you have this weird, I don't know, and you're, and you get in that soundproof and maybe nothing happens, but oh, if it does. So, I mean, I, you, I get on elevators. I don't have a problem with elevators, but I just really never thought, yeah, yeah. Soundproof steel box. This is, yeah, this is. This could be very, really bad, especially if you're in like these gigantic buildings where, you know, you have 
15, 18, 20 floors. And, you know, the guy could have a key to the floor that nobody else can get off on and can get off and, or girl. I mean, but he, he does say in the beginning, generally, as a rule, violence is a guy thing. Not always, but generally. So, you know, pay attention. And so he goes on quite a bit. And I, um, I just keep wanting to say, get on with it. Get on with it. <laughs> Probably not an unfamiliar feeling to a lot of you guys. So I'm reading that. I'd love to know if you guys are reading anything um, interesting um, that you don't have to read. I mean, I'm reading stuff for, for my class, for my CLM class that I, it, I should be excited about. But I'm kind of like, oh, I just want it to be over. <laughs> I've reached that point. I did that when I was expecting my kids to. When my son Douglas, <clears throat> I was probably about seven and a half, eight months along. I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't want to do this anymore. Please, I just don't want to do this anymore. You do get fatigued. It's not that you don't care, you know. It's not that you don't care, but you you, you get tired and you just want something new to happen. And but um, yeah, so the books I'm reading for the CLM are just kind of a drag. But you got to do it, don't you? Halloween. Do you Halloween or do you not Halloween? I'm on the fence. I am. I like. The costumes, I don't like the gory stuff. You know, the, the kids that go for the shock value. But I like the fun of Halloween, the fun costumes, the princes, the pirates, and the stuff like that. And I, I like that. But there's a lot of dark spirituality associated with Halloween that I, I don't get into. Um. I, I'm not a zombie fan. I didn't watch any of those walking zombie shows on TV. Um, I, I used to have a thing about Dracula, but it wasn't the Bram Stoker Dracula. It was one written by uh, Chelsea Quinn Yarbrough uh, in uh, that series. I mean, that series went on, I think there was 15 or 20. At one time, I was trying to get all the books in the series, and I finally had to stop because it was bankrupting me. But they were more of a historical romance Dracula, vampire kind of thing, but I'm all, I'm over that, and I just have moved on to where I um, this is not my thing. I I like autumn. I don't like the cold, damp of autumn, but I like autumn, and I like the color changes and the things like that. But I don't. I'm not so much on Halloween. What I will do for Halloween, and I've done before, except with a um, a backdrop a uh, photo backdrop frame just aluminum tubey frame that i got off of the amazon for uh, 20 bucks and i have a halloween or actually it's not really a how is it yeah i think it is a halloween with a maybe a couple grave markers and stuff backdrop and i would put um uh, a footlocker and some straw bales and some chrysanthemums out along the street and encourage like a selfie station. So what I'll do probably if the um, if the trailer that I put together for the, the church hot dog sale is hasn't deteriorated like the flowers haven't gone bad, you know, by the, what is this is the middle of the month now, probably a couple of weeks. They may not be. I may have to pick up some more flowers, but I may set that back out on the street for Halloween night, for trick-or-treat night, and uh, encourage again selfies. 
and then just have. I like putting candies in the individual bags and letting kids take a bag rather than letting them dig through all the candy to pick certain ones out. So I'll buy like four different brand types of candies and put, you know, one in each bag and I don't know, have a hundred bags or so and hand those out. But I, oh, Hunter had to put on his hoodie and now he's sweating. Yeah, I have a couple of those that, uh, Hunter, that you think they're really warm, but they're just miserable because they're not natural fabrics. They're like acrylic and they're not the good acrylic. They're the awful acrylic so that you don't, your body doesn't breathe. You're not getting warm. You're just getting hot. And uh, then you sweat and then you take your, your, the sweater or sweatshirt or whatever hoodie in your case off. And then you freeze because you're sweaty underneath there. I was doing Oh God, I was doing that this morning. I need to, in addition to everything else, I need to take the dogs to the vet. I, they haven't had their annual checkup. They have to go now. It didn't used to be this way, but they have to go now once a year to get a prescription for their flea pill, their trifexis, um, refilled. And it's not just the flea pill. It's, it's a parasite pill too. And Bob, the dog, eats chicken poo and duck poo and they both drink <clears throat> excuse me out of the duck water so the little um baby pools that i have out for the ducks to play in you know ducks poop in their water and the dogs drink that so they're constantly um exposed to parasites that are not good for their systems and so the trifexis and some of the ones like them um uh, keep keep that parasite load down, and you, but they have to give it to them once a month. Well, after a year, you have to go back and they have to be checked and all this. But and Bob has developed an an earache, and he he does that when he eats poultry stuff, and he itches when he eats poultry, whether it's poop or chicken in his food. And so I can keep all the chicken out of his food, but I can't keep him out from eating it. But anyway, so they got to go to the vet this afternoon said that to say I gave them a bath this morning it wasn't even daylight it was like 6 30 this morning and I cranked the heat up here in the house to like 80 and let it set for a little while the bathroom heats up really quick because it's close to the um the uh duct work and got Bob in there first got him scrubbed up got Betty in there got her scrubbed up and so I'm I'm in the house boiling yeah I've got a cotton shirt on and I got sweat rolling all off me. And the dogs are like, oh, this is great. Of course, they were still a little damp. So I had to leave the heat up a little while while they got good and dry so they wouldn't get chilled. But uh, I, was, I was just boiling myself here in the house. And I've dropped it down a little bit. I got to drop it a couple more degrees before um, I take off out of here after a while. But uh, I wanted I needed to leave it up long enough for them not to get chilled and for them to get completely dry. The things I do for my puppies. The um, there's nothing really exciting going on with the livestock. Uh, the chicken and the ducks are still chickening and ducking. Uh, the old chickens are still plunking out. But now I have had no green eggs in two weeks, so they're in full tilt winter mode, I believe. And the leghorns have slowed down, but they're still chugging along there. But one of my ices is, is, is molting, and this is a terrible time. I don't know why chickens decide to molt this time of year, but um, they do. 
they do, seems like every year, twice a year, the worst part of the year, they're molting. And one of the girls' necks getting raw where, she, you know, she's molting. So I, um, I do add duck feed. So I have the, um, it's not all feed. It's not like labeled all feed. It's just poultry feed and duck, then it has ducks on there too. So what I do is I add, uh, I'll get a small bag of duck feed and I add like a cup or so every day out to them. And I, I put a little water on them to help um, for the ducks mostly. The water's for the ducks. The chickens don't care. Oh, my head, headphones are coming apart. But um, that that's a higher protein than the regular feed. It's like at a 20%, 21% protein. And the, the chicken, the basic poultry feed, layer feed that I buy is like at 16, 17%. So it's a higher protein, which I understand is supposed to help the duck or the chickens when they molt. Providing um, providing higher protein helps it uh, happen, I guess, go through the process faster than normal. Um, and it doesn't cause them as much distress. So I have um, I have the, that poor girl. She's I think she's the one that gets broody the most. I have two Isa Browns that are so identical. It's it's crazy. They could have come from the same egg for all I know. But I mean, there's nothing to differentiate them except one goes broody a lot. And the other one doesn't seem to. I should put those little bands around their legs, but nah, they're too old for that now. So that's that with the ducks and the chickens. Uh, the church, we got to get back in the swing. Last week, we didn't have um, Bibles and brunch. We didn't have lunch and learn. What I had was taxes because I, um, I um, what's the word I'm looking for? I deferred my taxes, asked, uh, asked for a, um, Now, see, I'm struggling again. Um, so when the ta when tax came came around in April, I asked for them to be uh, uh, postponed, and and we got that taken care of. But they were due last week, and I it's my own fault, but I didn't have everything ready like I thought I would, and then I was in spaz spaz mode. But I did get them finished up couple of communications hiccups between me and the CPA uh, but by Friday they were done they were stamped they were submitted they were approved and I know exactly the government's not going to be upset because the government owed me money they're not going to be upset over me having them put off so um, but I don't want to do that again and I said I, this is the second time that I've done that and I, I really don't want to do it again but it, it never fails I can have everything ready and then pieces and parts don't come in on time. And it just blows my, my plan and my schedule out of the water. So I, um, I got to try to make sure I've got everything done by December 31st that I can have done. And then, you know, it's just a matter of waiting for all of the statements and stuff to come in and they don't have to mail those. I think until January 31st, they're supposed to be postmarked by January 31st. Some of them aren't. Some of them come in later than that. Some of them I don't get until the end of February, which really throws me a loop for a loop. And then, you know, life. So I, I just, um, I was losing my mind last week on that. But got that all taken care of. And uh, the weekend came and went. We're in good shape. We, start, we kicked Bible study back off on 
Wednesday, so Bibles and Brunch Wednesday morning, so Wednesday mornings will be a full day again. Uh, at noon, we have our lunch and learn. I'll have to duck out of that early because I have to take dad to his appointment with the um, spine specialist. So um, I'll have to leave the ladies to tidy up after that one's over, but we'll have that. Uh, the clothing giveaway, we're not ready for a standing clothing closet yet. One of the things I talked to um, the ladies about Sunday after services was we've got to have a plan. We have to have some paneling work done in our basement. If we can get the basement tidied up and get the paneling work done and um, uh, there's a sump pump in there and when they put the sump pump in they cut the paneling to get to the wall to you know put the then whoever didn't put any paneling back. Why? I don't know. But that makes those rooms just almost unusable. So if we can raise enough money to hang paneling in the rooms that need it, it's four, five rooms, really. Um, you might hear Betty barking here in a minute. She's uh, barking in her sleep. And this phone should be off, but it's not. So I'm going to mash that button and say, go to sleep. Um, then... We can we can look at uh, putting area rugs down because the rooms aren't huge. We can put some area rugs down, get those rooms tidied up, and maybe have a standing clothing closet that we can collect clothes for, or we can work with Heart and Hand Ministries um, to keep you know uh, clothes in there and um, do those giveaways on a regular basis. But uh, we're not quite ready for that yet. I mean not only are the rooms not ready, but I didn't have the manpower to do that yet. So uh, we're going to continue to pursue that, but um, it's just not going to be, it's not going to be right away. Don't have a lot of news to go on uh, to share with everybody, but so I want to get to the, um, I say primary focus, the, the um, bigger topic for the day. And I kind of touched on that in the, um, an intro talking about prepping for holiday meals. Uh, one thing, and a lot of us will have been doing this all along. Uh, and, and some of us would have started maybe a few weeks ago as the harvests were coming in. And um, I, I'm about to sneeze. You know how that goes. <sighs> There's that. Thank you for your patience. Let me get a Kleenex. <laughs> but I wanted to touch base. I don't know how you handle the holidays. In the United States, we've got Thanksgiving coming up the, the last Thursday, the fourth Thursday of November. I think my Canadian friends may have already had theirs or will have it pretty soon. Not sure what their date is. They have a different date than we do, but may have already been here, come and gone. But we need, if you are like me, you probably have already begun thinking about or may have been preparing for it a long time ago for, uh, for Thanksgiving. Right now we'll talk about Thanksgiving. And I don't know what kind of foods you offer at your table for Thanksgiving. So I'm going to stick with some of the very basic ones. Uh, we're going to talk about the turkey. We're going to talk about uh, potatoes, talk about green beans and corn stuffing. Uh, cranberry sauce and pies, pumpkin pie and apple pie. And 
how much it looks like it might cost you if you have to go to the store and buy everything. Now, I know a lot of us will have either canned our own vegetables off the gardens that we've had or we've gone to the farm markets and we purchased this stuff and we've home canned these foods so we already have a lot of them we may have purchased turkeys prior and put them in the deep freeze um, you may have a different a different route that you're going to go but I just kind of want to touch on this a little bit so that you so that you see what's about to happen uh, what I did is I used the Walmart app on my phone and knowing full well that there's a wide range of grocery stores that people have to choose from. And uh, there's a wide range of um, brand names that you can choose from. I know people who would do, would never buy anything but a Butterball turkey. Um, myself, I don't really care. I have bought Butterballs. I've bought Shady Brooks. I've bought Honeysuckle. One that I'm going to mention that I've never purchased is a Jenny O Ready Whole Frozen. It's already cooked. You just thaw it and heat it and take off with it. I've never bought that. But um, we'll start there talking about the turkey. I always serve turkey at Thanksgiving. On occasion, if we're having guests, I will have a small piece of ham. I will pick up a small piece of ham and offer that as well. That's not quite as traditional. But uh, um, I do like to offer that for folks who don't like turkey. Uh, Mike says, Holy Week, four days is the big holiday here comparable to Thanksgiving when most families gather? Yeah, that's true, Mike. And I, and I know that the, the dollar amounts here are not probably going to translate it all to your place. Um, it's, it's just because you guys have so much more importing that you do. And uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not really sure. Excuse me. <laughs> because the Philippines, although it, being a territory, you're not going to have the same Thanksgiving custom. I, sus uh, I suppose, because you don't have that same history, you know, that we have. But um, the Thanksgiving meal is generally uh, associated with the pilgrims who discovered the America, the North American continent, or didn't discover them, but came here to live and thanking the, the good Lord for the, the feast and the, and, the, and the support of the native peoples. I'm going to be politically correct here, you know, but um that they survived, that they survived. And, but it's a good, it's not, Thanksgiving's not just that. It, it has roots in uh, harvest festivals uh, for generations and generations. So it doesn't have to be Thanksgiving, but that's, that's what we do here at Holstein House. So I was looking at the app for Walmart and it could have been Kroger's, it could have been any of them, but I'm not going to spend hours and hours on three or four different because I could, I could go to Walmart, Piggly Wiggly, um, Kroger's, or Aldi's. And I'm, I just, I don't have time to do all of those. And really, I don't, the only other one I would have done would have been Kroger's because it's closer. Aldi's is a 20-some mile drive. And Piggly Wiggly is about a mile and a half past Kroger. And I just, I have since gas prices are where they are these days, I do very little driving around trying to save money. I don't find that I save enough money to rationalize the time and the gas expense um, to do that. So based on the Walmart app, uh, a whole Butterball turkey is running about $1.28 a pound right now. 
a Shady Brook Farms turkey, whole turkey, is running about $1.95 a pound. Whereas the honeysuckle, these are frozen, honeysuckle, whole frozen turkey is running about 98 cents a pound. So we're talking a dollar a pound for meat, M-E-A-T, meat. Much cheaper than ground beef, you know. Yeah, it's the whole bird. Yeah, you got the bones. But those bones can also be used. So that can make some awesome broth, which can be used for your Thanksgiving um, stuffing or gravies or anything else. Um, but the Jenny O ready whole frozen, now it's already cooked. It, it came out 32 cents a pound, which didn't sound right to me, but that was on the app and that's averaging an 11 to 13 pound bird already ready, ready, ready to go. And I, I'm not sure about that. I don't know how that happens, but that sounds like the way to go if you don't like to if you don't want to cook your own bird. But I'm not, I've never tried it. I can't say that it's any count or not. But personally, I'll be at the at the store buying the honeysuckle turkey. And I'm going to end up putting it in one of those Reynolds wrap turkey bags and I'm basting bags. And it's going to be delicious at all pieces. Now. Mike says, there are some Thanksgiving banquet buffets at some larger international hotels in the business district. They have butterball turkeys in some of the stores, but they are expensive. Yeah, that, that's, that's the brand. Butterball is expensive. And they're, they're good. They're good. It's hard to mess one up if you follow the directions. But um, I, I do very good. I do very good with my turkeys. So I, I will pat myself on the back for that one. Now. Now we're going to get to some side dishes and these are, these can be, you know, you may have some of these things in your pantry already or in your freezer. If you, if you freeze some of your vegetables, um, potatoes, I usually do a mashed potato and I do a little bit of, of, um, of, uh, um, sweet potato casserole type. Not everybody likes it, so I don't do a big one. So I usually will use canned sweet potatoes or yams because I just don't have, there's not that much, we don't want to eat that much of it. So it doesn't really do me any good to have it on the shelf um, other than in a can. Uh, and I'm not going to keep a basket of them in the basement, in the, in the pantry. We just don't eat that much of them. At one time we did, we went through a spell where the only potato we ate was a sweet potato, whether it was baked or whatever. But we, we've fallen off that wagon a long time ago. If you prefer a mashed potatoes, if you buy whole the little whole canned potatoes, the cans of the Walmart brand potatoes right now are 96 cents a can. And that's just a little, you know, 15 ounce cans that you get um, to take three or four of them to make a good size dinner. If you use instant potatoes, which I know a lot of people frown on, but instant potatoes can be a lifesaver because they last a while in your shelf, you know, and you just need a little water, salt, and butter, maybe some canned milk, you make it great. Um, they're running um, $3.62 for a 26-ounce box, and I don't remember how, how much you can get out of a box, but let me do this math real quick. Um, 
So that's running about 14 cents an ounce, which is a lot cheaper than the um, than the cans, obviously. And it doesn't take a whole lot. Some hot water, you don't need a lot to, to deal with that. Fresh potatoes, if you get russets, they're running about $3.87 for a five-pound bag. And yellow potatoes are running $4.37 a five-pound bag. Just depends on how many pounds you're wanting to, to peel and fix. Uh, sweet potatoes, canned sweet potatoes are around uh, $2.67 for a 40-ounce can. I did not see fresh sweet potatoes on the app. Might have been there. I may not have just gone far enough through it. But I did not see that. I know from time to time they do have fresh sweet potatoes at Walmart. And um, if you want to go through that, I I didn't have a lot of luck with sweet potatoes fresh. <laughs> not do that. Try to try to fix um, like a sweet potato casserole with fresh sweet potatoes. It seems like I never quite get them right. But uh, probably not enough sugar. <laughs> your green beans, again, if you're canning them at home, if you can them at home from your garden, you've got a lot less cost involved uh, but store-bought walmart brand canned green beans are about 64 cents a can corn if you're buying fresh corn um, you can according to the app uh, a, a five-ear tray you know where they it's already cleaned and it's on the tray and it's got the saran wrap over the top of it is three dollars and 48 cents frozen corn is two dollars for a six count but those six counts is like half of one so it's almost like three whole ones because they're only about that big uh obviously if you can your own at home uh but store-bought cans are also 64 cents a can i've noticed and you probably have too over the years that canned vegetables run very close to the same where your green beans are 64 cents your your corn is 64 cents um Oh, what were the potatoes? The potatoes, well, they were um, 96 cents, but they these garden vegetables tend to be very close to the same in price. Stuffing mix, I mean, you can make your own homemade. If you've got your dehydrator or your oven, you can take your older breads that aren't molded. You can cut them up into pieces. You can put them in there and dehydrate them. You can store those and you can use those. But if you buy a store-bought mix, the uh, Great Value brand is $0.88 cents a box. Now, for us, it takes a couple boxes, you know, because one box will feed like one person. <laughs> so, cranberry sauce. My husband, Mr. Holstein, he needs his cranberry sauce. He needs his cranberries with his mashed potatoes, with his turkey, and his uh, cranberries, mashed potatoes, and stuffing mix he's got to have that don't have turkey if you don't have cranberry sauce uh it it showed as out of stock locally but it's a dollar 66 cents a can um for the walmart great value brand here at my local store but again it said it was out of stock i happen to have quite a bit of cranberry sauce on the shelf for mr holstein because he loves it now pies I'm only going to list a couple pies. Desserts are, there's as many desserts out there. Um, Hunter said, four small potatoes, boil and mash, had four bags of instant. Instant, oh, boom, enough potatoes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You can you can add, you can mix them and match, match, match them, Hunter. Um, and a lot of times that, you know, I've often, I use instant potatoes sometimes to thicken soups and stuff. 
to stretch out a beef stew to thicken it up sometimes if it doesn't get uh, if it doesn't get good and thick for me. Um, I, I have it in a I have one of those old it looks like an old coffee can. I can't remember the brand name though, but it's um it's a blue can with a design on it and you and, and you bought this this I guess it's like a number it's not quite a number 10 can. It's about the size of an old coffee can, about a three pound can. And it had a blue lid. I've taped that blue lid a thousand times to keep it on there. I keep that in my shelf and I'll go through and I'll fill it, fill it back up with uh, instant potatoes. Like I said, and I'll put it in soup. I've even put it in pintos. I've put it in pintos when I made them and they didn't thicken up real good because either I had to, either I used the um, pressure cooker or something so they didn't get time to, to thicken up real good. I've used them for that. You can do, you can do a lot of stuff with it takes it it's a different it's not the cornstarch you know so it's it's a little different but the two pies i want to talk about and of course desserts are, are as are as different as the meal itself you can have any kind of desserts or no desserts but traditionally we have a pumpkin pie and we have an apple pie um I'll, sometimes i'll make a coconut pie for my dad because that's one of dad's favorites and i will make them out of um my fresh eggs and, and i'll hand whip the uh the cream and stuff it, and egg whites and, and just, you know, do it all, do it all. And he really enjoys it. He wears my arm out though, because if you haven't really used a big balloon whip on a, on a copper pot or copper bowl with egg whites and whip those up, oh, where's your arm out? But I will do that, especially about the holidays for dad. Canned pumpkin right now is about $1.22 a can and you need a couple cans to do a good pie. It, it, it ends up being a little, just shy of two cans, but then you also need evaporated milk. Evaporated milk is about $1.26 a can. Pie crust. Now, I'm not counting eggs because some of, most of us have uh, our own eggs and stuff, but there's a, eggs in there. Uh, pie crust. If you don't, I make a terrible pie crust. I can't make pie crust, and I just accepted that fact a long time ago. So I buy refrigerated pie crust. I don't buy the frozen stuff. It's always got a, you know, a freezer burn taste. But the pie crust I get, I get great value brand, but it's the refrigerated one that kind of looks like the Pillsbury and it's rolled up. And the best thing to do is let it come to room temperature. But whoever does that, you know, <laughs> nobody ever does that. It's running 264 but you get two crusts in there. And so obviously for a pumpkin pie, you're only going to use one. However, for the apple pie, you're using two. So you got to do some math there. And then Cool Whip. Cool Whip runs about two bucks. And, I, and a Cool Whip is one of the few, one of the things. A lot of times I'll use a generic or a store brand. But Cool Whip on the holidays, I just can't bring myself to use the great value brand. I really need the original, you know, full calorie original cool whip on my holiday pies now I, if it's you know if it's not the holiday dinner and it's like a birthday or if it's a you know if it's for pudding or something like that that it's not the holiday dinner i'll buy a great value brand it's okay but now for holiday dinners i gotta have the real stuff it's running about two dollars for a bowl and of course for a whole pie you're not necessarily going to use a whole bowl but that's where we're at apple pie Apple pie filling, obviously you can make your own. Of course, you can make your own uh, pumpkin pie. It's kind of a hassle, but um, store-bought pie filling is about $2.17 a can right now. You're going to take a couple cans to make a good pie. You can get by with one can, but it's going to take a couple pies. 
for to to get to, to get there. Then again, the pie crust is two sixty four, and the Cool Whip is two bucks. So you could, in theory, use one cart, one bowl of Cool Whip for both pies, but it's not going to work out that way because I'm not measuring the Cool Whip that goes on my plate. I'm getting the big tablespoon and a big plop. I am not measuring that stuff at all. <clears throat> Hunter says, being really poor and a single father, we made it work. Yeah, you do. You do. And uh, I don't know that you're really poor now, and I hope you're not. But if there's anybody out there that's going to be struggling, I do have a recipe book that is a download. It's a PDF download of um, meals, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, seven meals that you can make soup based and you can use the the store brand soup that that brings up less than so if you're feeding a family of four it's less than 10 bucks a day uh to feed now you know they're not they're not they're going to be high sodium they're going to some of them are going to be high calories but they're going to feed you and just one of the and i and i never have these books close when i talk about them one of the ones that i like and i even i eat it is to uh to extend your scrambled eggs with some nacho cheese soup and you just mix it you don't mix it up real thick you just you mix up your eggs you're scrambling them up you put a couple of dollops of the nacho cheese soup in there and you you scramble those eggs up it extends it a little bit you know and and you learn those little tricks you learn to put cheese uh, um, cheddar cheese in your uh, tuna salad and stuff you know to extend it and and a little extra devil uh, extra boiled eggs in your tuna salad and stuff you know, to extend it, to, to stretch it out. You do learn these things. But I did the math on the things that I was telling you just now. And uh, <clears throat> I had to do it on the back of an envelope. That's just the way I do things. So if you, if you had this dinner, you had a 10-pound turkey. Um, and you used two and a half pounds of, of potatoes, Okay. Uh, and you did just a few sweet, one, uh, two cans of sweet potatoes to make your sweet potato casserole. You'd need about, for a family of four, you'd need about four cans of green beans, about four cans of corn, about two boxes of stuffing. One app, we make one apple pie and one pumpkin pie. And, you know, everybody's mileage is going to vary. Everybody's tastes are not the same. But just for what I read to you, is going to be forty dollars and eighty three cents for the, your dinner this year. I don't know what it may have been last year, but if you're starting to gear up to get ready for your uh, holiday dinners, you need to start thinking about this. If you have a very um, tight budget, or in like Hunter suggested, you know, having been a a single parent with uh, not much income and stuff. And you're looking at this now, start thinking about, if you haven't already, start thinking about getting some of your foods now. Don't be afraid of generics. Don't be afraid of off-brands. Check your um, check the dates on the cans. Go to your clearance areas, check the dates on the cans. Those those dates, I've seen things on clearance that the better buy date or the best buy date is still 10 months away. But they're trying to clear out shelf space for some other things. So you can still purchase things and they'll still last for a long time. Um, I'm not afraid of dented cans. It just depends on where the, 
dent is and what the can looks like. If there's a dent up around the seal or on the bottom where the seal is on the bottom, I pass that up. If it's just kind of in the side and it doesn't look like it's mashed the can in half, I'll buy it. I, I'm not worried about it. And I don't have to do that anymore. Mr. Holstein brings in a nice income and I don't have to worry about that. But I do. It's it's just what I do. I still uh, I still home can. I still home freeze. I still dehydrate and all that stuff. Even though it's, I wouldn't have to. You know, he's, I, I've been blessed to have him. He, when I was a single parent, um, I was freaking out all the time about, you know, how am I going to be able to get enough gas to go to work till payday? Paydays, today's Tuesday. Payday's not till Friday. I need half a tank of gas. Where am I going to get the money for a half a tank of gas? Stuff like that. And there have been times, you know, my kids were raised. I know people all they just blow a gasket. All the fillers and the and the and the and the chemicals and stuff. My kids were raised on hot dogs and spaghetti and spaghettios and uh, macaroni and cheese and, and macaroni and cheese with some hamb ground hamburger in it, you know, uh, ground beef fried, of course. Um, you know, it just, you do, you feed your family. You do what you can to feed your family. So um, if you are in the beginning stages or uh, starting contemplating what you're going to do for the holidays, that's just a little bit of an idea of where to begin to think. Uh, think about your options. You know, obviously fresh foods are going to be more expensive. I don't have, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I try not to be, um, I try not to scold people or um, talk down to people who aren't quite where I am or where I want to be or where maybe I used to be. So if you are struggling to make those ends meet and you come across this and you've watched it this long and I hope you have and you'll hit the like and the and the give me a comment in the in the um, in the comment uh, area and say that you that you watched it you know you don't all natural is a great place to be if you can be there but we can't all be there you know we we can't all be there Sometimes because of situations we've created ourselves, sometimes because of situations we didn't create. But you shouldn't be ashamed of it. You shouldn't be ashamed of it. But start now. And if you can't afford a whole turkey at at at, 80, at 98 cents a pound, just just get a little bit. Get a get a package of turkey slices if you can afford that. And and you know, use that, heat that up, roll it up, make it. You there's a lot of things that you can do. But I kind of wanted to touch on that because we're coming up soon on uh, on the holidays and it sneaks up on us a lot. So be prepared uh, along with drinks and, and miscellaneous things, you know, salt and butter and all those things that I didn't count in. Or you could probably you're probably looking at about 45 bucks to put just this little bit of stuff on your table this year. And for some people, that's a lot of money. And I don't want to discount that. I don't ever want to discount that. But with that, I'm going to start winding down, guys. I still plan to do the live on Friday at 10, barring any uh, any problems. If you uh, are, if you want to stay in touch, you can go to uh, uh, robinholstein.com and go to the contact page. You can see a list of all the places, all the social media accounts that I have over there. If you use Telegram, you can go to t.me/slash/theholsteinhouse. 
uh, chat and um, um, yeah, the hosting house chat. I have to double check because I say group and it's chat. Uh, and you know, ask to ask to join that. I'm in there all the time, just about every day. And um, I've, I've usually got it open somewhere, and we'll see a note somewhere. Whereas in other places, I don't. If um, if you enjoyed it, I hope you will um, thumbs up. I hope you will um, subscribe if you haven't. And uh, come back again on Friday at same time, same bat channel, same bat time, same bat channel. 10 o'clock uh, Eastern Daylight Time or 2 o'clock UTC. I did have a couple people a while back say, what time is it UTC? And I had to look it up. But Hunter and uh, and Mike, I appreciate you guys being here with me today. And I appreciate everybody who comes by and looks at it later. And I hope you will comment that you did catch it later. And uh, with that, I'm going to go. And I'm going to um, play my way out of here. And I have to get over to the church here in a few minutes to help tear down tables and, and clean up. And uh, get things set back up for Bible study tomorrow. So you guys go and make it a great day. And I will see you on Friday. Welcome everyone to the Holstein House Podcast. So there you have it. Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.